the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. God bless you. I tell you, we're going through some crazy, crazy times. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But uh, thank you for listeners for tuning in. We're going to have, I think, a pretty good show today. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's going on in the car business. And um, maybe we need to examine ourselves, but let's take the Lord first. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name and the blood of Jesus, protect each and every one of these listeners. Have us to, to know exactly how we need to prepare ourselves, how to take care of ourselves, how to love and spend the time with our loved ones. But uh, help me be a mentor to show them and open their eyes to what's going on and how to prepare and understand what they need to do on the next steps um, give us the wisdom that comes out of the Bible because it's so true today and has been for thousands of years. And I ask this all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, uh, listeners. I thank you for tuning in. Uh, were you prepared for this? I don't think anybody was prepared for it. Any Nobody saw it coming. Um, you know, you hear all kinds of stories about man-made and and what's going on, and who started it, and what happened, and and it's been, you know, you hear one story, it's been around forever, and then it mutated, and and somebody did something to it to fire it up. I mean, there's just so much information out there, and I'm not sure what's true and what's not, but we just got to make the best we can of this of this subject. But I'm going to tell you, I've never dreamed, and I've been in the business over 50 years, and um, I've never dreamed that I would see the losses, the stop. Um, I'll tell you what, you're driving a high-dollar truck, a high-dollar car, and you wanted to sell it in the next two or three months, I think you're going to see a tremendous loss. Um, we were watching a uh, Jaguar trying to be sold on the, on the Internet at the auction. Just to give you an example, it should have brought twenty eight, twenty nine thousand. Auctioneer dropped down to fifteen thousand, fifteen grand, a low miles, almost new Jaguar, and nobody wanted to buy it because the fear of what's going on. How big is fear in your life? You know, I mean, how how much does it control? If you have any questions, give us a call today, 210-340-9585. There's no dumb questions. Love to talk to you. Hello, Haywood. Two ten. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Give us a call. Be glad to talk to you. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly about the car business. Hello, Patty. And so, but remember Proverbs thirteen twenty. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companions of fools suffers harm. You know, we spend a lot of time with our family, and we don't want to be like our family. But what about our friends? Who's influencing you? Who's causing you to make the decision and the changes in your life and what's going on? And you need to know exactly who's making the decisions for you. The Bible is so correct after, you know, 3,000 years written 3,000 years ago, and it's so true today. Walk with the wise and become wise. And I'm going to tell you something. I've had some fools in my life that directed me in the wrong direction. Oh, Debbie. And so I— I love the Proverbs. You know, if you'll read one, ten verses of, of Proverbs a day, it'll change your life. It'll get you to thinking better. And we nobody could be prepared for this virus that's going around. But we can also, you know, I really felt like the the Lord put me on that airplane with that, that nurse that works in the most contagious hospital in the world. 
because I've I've learned from the Germans in New Braunfels growing up in New Braunfels that they suck warm salt water to kill the germs, and uh, and well they suck it up their nose and spit it out. That kills the germs. Well, I'm on this airplane. I'm gonna tell it again. I'm on this airplane with this lady, and when they shut the door, they she goes to coughing and hacking and and everything. And I said, "Wow, you know." I said, uh, "Can I help you, ma'am?" She said, "No." Uh, this will pass every time they shut the door on an airplane. I said, well, you know, when I get home, I suck warm salt water to kill the germs that I picked up during the day and on this airplane. And she said, that's what we do in the most contagious hospital in the world in San Diego, California. We study diseases that you catch in a hospital. I'm sitting next to this lady, and I'm thinking, oh, good. This is a perfect place to be. But I said, well, uh, she says, we suck warm salt water going in and coming out of the hospital so we don't carry that with us, and it doesn't affect us. And I so if you're working in the most contagious hospital in the world and you're sucking warm salt water, I've, I've been sucking it twice a day and about to go to three times a day because I don't want this virus. Uh, I'm, I'm getting up an age where, you know, it might affect me. It may not, but... You know, I plead the blood of Jesus over me and everybody I know every day, and it makes a difference. I really believe in our lives because we're children of God, and we need to stand on his word. And so, you know, you let friends around you influence you. You know, and and so you need to know exactly who's influenced you. Right now, who's influenced you? Unbelievable ads. You know, the manufacturers know something we don't know. And the reason I say that, hello, Sean, the reason I say that is that I've never seen six payments paid by the by the manufacturers. Six payments. They know something. They don't want this inventory. They know things are going to change for the next six months, a year, maybe forever. Will we look at things different? Will we try to understand what's going on in this world? Are we prepared? You know, I mean... I, hey, I haven't bought a roll of toilet paper. I guess I was prepared, or paper towels, I was prepared, you know. And so maybe I was prepared. I don't know. But I always try to plan two, three months in advance in a lot of things that I do. So, you know, these manufacturers are pumping. Hello, Archie. They're pumping, and Frank, they're pumping these, hey, 84 months. You know, we didn't know this was going to happen. I'm telling you, we didn't know this was going to happen. So how do you want to get in debtor's prison for 84 months? Make the, you know, if you can afford it, you got a lot down. Oh, Jason, you understand what you want to do? Yeah, maybe you need to buy a new car. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what's going to happen to this economy. I mean, Mannheim Auction, who who has all the psychiatrists, all the sociologists, all the forecasters, all of the geniuses, economists, and everything else. I mean, you know, they've got shut down. How does that work? I mean, with the overhead they've got, how many people have they turned loose? What's going to happen to our money? When you stick in $6 trillion into the market, the dollar's not going to be as strong as it was. It's going to weaken. That's going to weaken the market. That's going to weaken our money. I often talk about uh, the devaluation of the peso. And I'll live through that. I was selling 20, 30 cars a week into Mexico. Man, I'm going to tell you, we were having fun. We were rocking and rolling. I couldn't do no wrong, I thought. And all of a sudden, hello, John, all of a sudden, they devaluate the the peso. I'm going to tell you, it's just about like this right here. It stopped, and the super rich became super poor. In my Bible study one night, I was talking about it, and this lady, tears started rolling down her eyes. Her name's Blanca, and she's from Mexico, and she's a very educated lady that lives here in San Antonio now. And uh, I said, what's wrong, Blanca? She said, I had my own maid. I was eight years old when it happened. I had my own maid. And she said, we were super rich, and overnight we were super poor. How do you make everything equal, everybody equal? The Democrats, the Communist Party, want to make everybody equal. You devaluate the dollar. Well, Trump's doing the best job he can. He's trying to pump this up. But we don't see the future. We don't know what's going to happen down the road. You know, we don't know what these cars are going to be worth. You know, I mean, if if the manufacturers are giving away the farm for you to buy a car, 
I mean, 84 months free interest, and you're going to see rebates. You're going to see, you know, six months. I mean, if your payment's 500, they're going to give you six months. If your payment's a thousand, they're going to give you six months. They don't care. They hey, they don't care what the situation is. They don't care what you're going through. They just want to put you in a vehicle. They want to get rid of their inventory. But here we go again. I explained to you that car dealers and the manufacturers dump it on the banks. So we're going to dump all these notes, all this car paper on the banks, and say, hey. You you know, it's your baby now. We're walking away. We love the customer. Come back to see us when you're ready to buy another one. But they walk away from these debts. Are you going to be able to afford it? What What's the future life for all of us? I mean, if they pump all this money in there and, and devaluate our dollar, hey, I was selling to Russia. I was selling them a lot of units, and this was about 10 years ago. Man, I'm telling you, this guy was wiring me the money. I was taking it down to Houston Port and sending them to Russia. I sent him Mercedes, BMWs, Lexuses, you know, and he was buying twenty, thirty a month. Here we go again, man. I'm thinking I got this. I got me get cash cow here. I love this deal. This guy's making money. I'm making money. Everybody's happy. Wham! Stop one day. I mean, I thought, did I didn't think I sold him any bad cars or anything. I couldn't figure out what was going on. He wouldn't answer his phone, nothing. I tried calling him in Russia, and so finally he called back about almost a year later. I said, Raul, what's going on? Did I sell you a bad car? No. Did I, did I make you mad? No. He said, America don't know. The ruble crashed. I said, man, I'm sorry about your misfortune. He said, no misfortune. It takes 60 days to get the cars from Houston Port to where I am in Russia. He said, that was sitting paid for something of value. He said, if I had my money in the bank and crashed, I'd be busted today. See, I mean, we don't know. These are two examples of me that I thought I had the world by the tail. I thought this was never going to end. And it ended just like this virus, this shutdown, what we're doing. Have you prepared yourself? Have you examined your purchasing needs, what you've been purchasing? Hello, Nancy. And and are, what are you trying to buy? I mean, so what has just happened, all the people got their income tax checks, and they ran down and they said, oh, man, somebody wants to finance me. I'm so excited. And they bought and they paid big money, and they gave them the income tax checks. Now they're not going to be able to make their payments on their cars maybe. I don't know. It depends on how, the money, how fast the money gets back, how fast they get repoed. I feel sorry for these people. I really do. I feel sorry for people who are struggling right now. Hello, Aubrey and Kenton. Uh, So I feel sorry for them because this whole deal is going to make us look at the world, look at things different. Maybe it's good for us. Maybe we need to take this time and understand what kind of purchases are we making? What are we doing? How are we spending our money? How are we spending our time? You know, I've often talked about you go to work for 40 hours a week. And that 40 hours never comes back. We don't get any younger. That 40 hours is gone. Uh, Our partner, Uncle Sam, takes his part, and we have some left. And then we spend it on something that's temporary. What is temporary in your life? You know, I mean, vehicles are temporary. I mean, can you imagine right now? Hey, they're trying every way in the world to clean their inventory up. Hey, they even building something else. They're, all the big car dealers are trying to build something to help the economy, help the people, save the people. Hey, they they don't want us to die because they won't sell us cars. Hey, if everybody dies, they can't they can't sell the cars. So they want to help out any way they can, and they don't want to build cars. Why? Because they know something we don't know. Mannheim Auctions projects the future, sees the future. This is a way of also to helping them because there will be a day when cars, you know, the overhead of running the auction, overhead of running these dealerships. I'd just like to own a couple of these big-time dealerships right now. Hello, Sonia. Uh, you know, big-time dealerships that normally is a million and a half to two million a month, dead overhead every month to overcome. That's why they're they're fighting to stay open. That's why they're fighting to sell something. You know, they're trying to move their inventory. I'm trying to move my inventory. 
You know, I'm still doing business. We're closed officially. I'm I'm opening up for uh, appointments. Um, I set an appointment for guys trying to sell me a car the other day. I looked at it. Hey, this is no joke. It's a 150,000-mile 11 model. That car was worth 6000 two months ago. Today, I'm not sure. Hello, Danny. I'm not sure where to sell it. I mean, the market is stopped. Nobody knows. Big-time truck buyer that I sell to, big-time truck buyer, great guy, strong buyer. I'd send him one that he would normally just jump on and be excited to get. He takes me back. I don't know what the market is today. I said, we've been doing business, and we've been doing business, me and this guy, for 40 years. And, I mean, we've always clicked well and always done business well. And then him call back and say, hey, I don't know. I don't know what this market's worth. I don't know what to do with this vehicle. I don't know if we're going to sell, we're going to stop, what we're going to do. And so everybody's uncertain, but what are you doing? Where do you put your trust? Where do you put your faith? Have you still got joy? Are you upset? Are you frustrated? Are you frustrated because you're not getting your way? You know, I mean, we've got to put our faith in the good Lord Jesus Christ. I guarantee you, the people with joy have him in their heart. They trust in him. He's going to take care of us. Things are going to work out. Big deal. You know, we've lost value in some stuff. We lost value. But I'm going to tell you, we're going to see some of these. We, we're losing the oil field people. They're all driving brand-new trucks. Uh, so there's going to be too many trucks on the market. It's got to drive the market down. And work trucks are going to be just plentiful. I've got people. I'm still selling work trucks. I'm selling one Monday, uh, 450 Dodge, four-wheel drive. Hello, David and Brett, Jason and Frank. And so, you know, we are still got to work. we still got to do the things we would need to do. We're still working on the opportunities. But we've got to look forward. We've got to put our faith in where it needs to be. Good morning, Bubba. We've got to put our faith. We've got to have that joy and that peace. Only comes not from the world. It comes from the Bible. That's why I, this Proverbs is so strong in my heart. Walk with the wise. I want to be with the wise. I don't want to be with the clowns. And become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Spend time with people that you like to be. Not, I mean, i got a lot of people. I know a lot of people that I don't want to be like them. Hello, Justin. I mean, I want to be the best I can be. I have the desire to be the best I can be. I didn't have that desire. Years ago, I didn't have that desire. When I was thinking of the world, I thought of myself. I was full of pride, greed, and the Joneses tried to keep up with me. But when I accepted Jesus Christ, he changed my heart, my attitude, direction, feelings. I mean, I feel for people. I, you know, I really want to help. I really want to be there. You know, and the uh, Proverbs thirteen ten says, Where there is strife, there is pride. But wisdom is found in those who take advice. You know, I was wrong, and that's hard to say I was wrong. And I need help. Men don't, you know, like asking for help. And these are, you know, difficult phrases to utter, but, but you know, they require humility. Are you humble? Have you been humble lately? Pride is an uh, ingredient in every quarrel. Have you ever thought about that? Anytime you're arguing with somebody, you know, is it pride that's stopping you from agreeing with them? Or does it matter who wins? Does it matter, you know, is somebody going to change your mind? What if, what is changing your mind right now? Are these ads, oh, man, this is going to be the greatest. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. This deal's not over, but you got to remember one thing. When you buy that new car, you're, you're in debtor's prison for 84 months. That's a long time. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen this year, next year. When's the next flu coming? When's the next virus coming? When's it going to, what we, how are we going to react to it? How are we going to be prepared for it? Hello, Kevin. I, I mean, what are you prepared for? I mean, this deal's going to get tough. It's, you know, there's lots of big corporations. I, I study all of them I can, listen to them, try to understand, seeing what they're forecasting, what's going on. They, they said we haven't seen the worst of it, of the virus and of the, of the economy. I mean, we're putting everybody out of work. We're pumping all the money in the economy. And the banks are going to take all the load off of this, off of these uh, 
brand new cars and you drive it off the showroom floor, you've lost value. Yes, you made a great buy. Yes, they're trying to give it away. Hello, Bobby. Yes, they're trying to do all these great things to, to bring in more customers and to get rid of it. They know something we don't know. They've got the, the pros sitting there knowing the economy. So I want you to understand, hey, I've, I've had a bunch of people call me and said, well, I need to sell my car and buy something else. Is it your car running good? Yeah. You got any problem with it? No. But it's getting old. I said, maybe you need to keep it, you know. Well, I can buy one cheaper right now. Yes, you can, but what, you know, what are you buying? And we, we may not be on the bottom. We don't know. And let me tell you something. If you've got a car right now, the market, the market, if you've got a $30,000, $40,000 car, that market's dropped five to ten grand. That's hard to believe, but it is. I mean, I watch stuff like that on the computer. I've been spending my days watching sales and sales reports. And if you're driving something that's twenty to thirty, you lost five to seven thousand. If you're driving something fifteen to twenty, you lost five thousand. The cars under eight thousand have not hardly changed. The cars eight to twelve took about a thousand dollar drop. That over twelve thousand, hello Jim. At over twelve thousand dollars, that's the key. That because people are, how's it going to? Are we going to have people that were buying new cars drop down and buy two, three year older cars, and then those people drop down? It's just going to be a waterfall effect where everybody's dropping down. We're going to see a bunch of people begging for two to four thousand dollar cars. Which you know, do you want them to run? I mean, you know, it's tough to find a great car for that money. There's a few of them out there. You know, I've got an ugly 05, uh, hello, Michael, uh, 05 uh, Honda with barely over 100,000 miles. Paint's ugly. Let me tell you something. It beats walking. It beats a bicycle. You know, so what are you looking for? What, What is your direction? What is your dream? What is your goals? Have you set those goals and met those goals? Are you are you just running at 900 miles an hour and not worrying about nothing? We've got to worry about something. We got to get our priorities straight. What is your priority? What is how? Hello, Jim. What is your priority? I mean, these cars. Everybody's sitting on a lot of cars. We're going to see a tremendous amount. The market can't stay up. The people are not going to be. They're going to be cautious. You know. I mean, I walked in a grocery store the other day, and uh, I was the only one, hello, John, that wasn't wearing a mask. I've got one now. I, I made me one. I made me a couple of them. So anyway, but, I, hey, I, I need to take care of myself. i got to watch over. You know, I mean, they're talking about what's going on in New York. I mean, 500 people died yesterday. Of course, that's a huge, that's a small, small percentage. But we've got to take care of ourselves. We've got to look at the future. We've got to figure out why, what we're buying, what we're spending money on, how to be prepared. You know, what are you driving? Will it last you? Is it the right kind of unit? Were you happy where you bought it? Are you still happy with it? I mean, you know, these cars are temporary. They really are. What is your future? What is your goal? What is your dreams? What are you trying to do on the next the next step in your life? How hard are you trying to validate yourself? So many people work harder at trying to prove to somebody they made a good decision. I mean, we've got to examine that decision. We've got to understand why we bought something, why we spent it, what's it going to be worth in a few years from now. Just like my buddy on that $130,000 Mercedes, he came to me and said, what's it going to be worth with 100,000 miles when I told him twenty to 25,000? He almost passed out. Hello, Arvin. And so he almost passed out. He didn't want to take $100,000 off. So I said, hey, man, that's not all. The $100,000 is not all. You're going, you got you got to pay Uncle Sam to pay that 100000 and you're in a 25% bracket. Now you're at 125000 Then all of a sudden now you're at, you know, you got – if, did you pay cash? He paid cash. Well, great. You paid cash. At least you can afford it. There's two kinds of cars, afford and can't afford. You got to know what you can afford and can't afford. You got to figure out what your budget is. Hello, Clyde. You got to know exactly what you're spending on your next purchase. Be prepared. I mean, this is going to be a crazy market. This is going to be crazy times. You're going to see people doing desperate people doing desperate things. Are the manufacturers desperate? They're acting desperate. I mean, six months, 
You mean if you got a thousand dollar a month payment, that's six thousand dollars. If you got five hundred dollar a month payment, that's three thousand. And then they're going to give you zero percent interest, and next will be rebates because they want to clean their inventory up. They know something we don't know. They know more about the future than we know. They know more about trends than we know. I've got a buddy of mine I go to church with, and for the last year he's been betting on the market dropping back. There's no telling how many millions he made because he had everybody, everything on going backwards, and he hit it right on the money. Huge money, I guarantee you. This is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Hey, text somebody, call somebody. We're going to talk more about this market. We're going to talk about more about the changes, what we can expect, what we're going to see, um, what the market's going to do across the nation. Where's the bad, bad spots? Where's the good spots? What are you driving? Are you happy with it or not happy with it? When's the time to sell? When's the time to trade? You know, how, how do you improve yourself? It's time to look in the future. It's time to, you know, understand what your budget can afford, what you can afford. And who's influencing you? You're letting the TV and the radio do it? God bless you. We'll be right back, folks. Hello, I'm Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Heard right here at 6.30, the word, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the car business. You need any questions answered, give me a call, 830-708-4789. Hello, San Antonio. You, you know, I'm, I put out my phone number, and I do answer the phone. I'll be glad to give it to you now, 830-708-4789. I'll, uh, I'll give it out again maybe once or twice, on, especially at the end of the show. You know, but... Uh, there's this time we didn't expect. We wasn't prepared. I don't think anybody was. But uh, are we going to learn from it? Are we going to change from it? Are we going to do something different? What are we going to do? Are we just going to, you know, just go down our hello Betty, go down our same old track, our same old ways? You know, I I want to learn from what I'm going through. I want to learn now. I want to be prepared. I mean, there's there's times that it's things are going to change. You know, and but are you examining yourself? You know, I examine myself a lot. I mean, if if you're having, you know, if you're arguing and you're not, you're not at peace. You know, I mean, uh, we need to examine our life for pride and be open to advice from others and ask others for, you know, what we what is needed in our lives, what we need to change. You know, everybody sees our faults. Everybody knows our issues. Everybody sees what we're doing wrong. And so, you know, I've, I'm around a guy right now that's full of pride, selfishness, jealousy. I mean, this guy's full of everything. You know, and he, protests, he claims to be a Christian, and I believe that. But I'm going to tell you something. He's got some issues that, you know, I don't want him to influence me. I don't want him to—I to, don't want to take advice from him. Uh, I don't want to be the way he is. So we need to examine ourselves. So we're going through now. We've got to weigh up everything. We've got to weigh up our budget. We've got to understand exactly what we got to spend, what we can do for the future, how to be prepared for this again. I mean, if this is going to happen, there'll be something else come up. I mean, you know, we we often remember the wars that we went through, and then we were worried about. You know, everybody shutting down the computers and everything, that war. Now we're going to be worried about the, hello, David, uh, about uh, the, you know, the virus wars. I mean, who knows who started this, who mutated this? I don't know. I don't have the answer to it. Good morning, David. And so, uh, but I want you to be ready for that next decision that you need to make, that you can afford it. You know, the mocker in Proverbs 4. 14.6, the mocker seeks wisdom and finds none, but the knowledge comes easy to the discerning. Some people don't know right from wrong. They really don't. And we, But we've got to help them, and we, they've got to understand that they're wrong and what they are doing wrong. But, I mean, you know, we all know mockers. You know, that's people who, who scuff at every word or instruction or advice that people try to give them and try to help them, you know. And so they never find wisdom because they don't seek it seriously. Wisdom comes easily to those who pay attention to experienced people and to God. 
and the Bible. If if the wisdom you need does not come easy to you, perhaps your attitude is the problem. Perhaps the attitude is your barrier. Where's your attitude in this situation? Are you learning from it? Are you complaining about it? Are you, you know, frustrated about it? You know, we're not, nobody's getting their way. I, I guarantee you, this has disrupted everybody's life. And, you know, with everybody sitting on big inventories, lots of cars, and, you know, what are they going to do with them? You know, and when are they going to take the loss? We know the market's going to change and come back. We just don't know when, how much. But if the big corporations are worried about it, the big corporations are trying to dump the inventory and don't look like they're trying to rebuild. And uh, Ray Torres has got a 24-hour chain of prayer for our country. And so uh, if if we they know what's going on. I really believe. I, I think they can see more of the trends in the future. They know what's going to happen in the market. Uh, they're going to understand exactly what what they can spend their money, what they can uh, depend on. Hello, Lapita. And so if they know that trend, they know that market, and we're sitting there, what are you going to do? Sit, pray about it, get ready, study your your attitude. See if that pride is costing you money, selfish is costing you money. You know, I mean, we all know that the car dealer magazines, I've told you before and I've shown you in the articles, they all work on selling in emotions. Everybody buys with emotions. But can emotions make those payments? I mean, I explained to you. I mean, I, I had a guy tell me, he said, I walked out of the dealership the other day, and I said, what for? And he said, they told me that, man, that was an easy payment. I could afford it, you know. And he said, I got to thinking about it, what you said before. You know, they tell you that, but if you get a little short on money, don't go back to that dealership and ask that salesman or that dealership to pitch in to help you on that easy payment that you can make, and you're not going to have to worry about it. You know, hello, Charles and Ray and uh, Jeremy. So, you, you know, don't ask them for help, even though they're talking you into buying that unit. They're, they've convinced you to buy that unit. They're ready for you to buy that unit. But when it comes to helping, they're nowhere around. Why? Because it's a way of selling. Vehicles are temporary. And they're going to cost us a lot of money in the long run, one way or another. How big is your pride? Hey, I mean, hey, I'm an expert. I mean, 27, 28 years ago, I had to have the best. I had to be the best. I had to outspend anybody. I had to look better than everybody else. But what did it prove? Does it really matter? No, nah, it didn't matter. Didn't do no good for me except pump my head up the size of Dallas. And but if you've got to have that vehicle, make sure you can afford it. Be prepared for a battle. They're enticing right now big time rebates, big time zero interest rate. They're enticing you to put that unit in there. But tie yourself up for eighty four months? I don't I don't want to be in debtor's prison for eighty four months. I'm a blessed man. My car lot's paid for. My inventory's paid for. I can ride this out. But I feel sorry for there's a lot of people out there. Not, I'd just like to be sitting on $25 million worth of new cars and, and $2 million worth of used cars in the market drop. How'd you like to be one of these big independent used car dealers around here? And I'm talking about the big ones. One was 1600 on one lot and the 1200 on the other. And they and some of that stuff lose 3000 The market drop. Is it going to come back anytime soon? Where are the buyers going to come from? Where's the you know where's their credit going to build back up? Uh, is are we going to have uh, amnesty on on our late payments? You know, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people with late with late payments. What is that going to affect their credit? How's that going to buy? Is the banks going to we're going to drop? You know, they made a big deal out of this. The banks had to have to back up three percent. Well, that's 30 to 1. So if the banks have to have 100000 in the bank to loan out $3 million. And so now they're taking that away. They don't even have to have that to loan money that they, they don't have. So they're, they, everybody's printing money. Everybody's printing money but me and the public. I mean, everybody. Well, the stock market, they all print money. I mean, they buy these billion-dollar deals. And they just print the money. 
How's that going to continue? Where's where's everybody's retirement going to be? Everybody's in the stock market but me. And, I mean, some of that's dropped. But, I mean, you know, I, I love these guys that sell stocks. Most of the time they don't have own any of themselves. It's called other people's money. And so, but I want you to be prepared on your next purchase. You need to go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Hey, and zero interest, look at that contract. Look at it hard. Does it matter? You bet it matters. Take your time with that contract. Know exactly whatever expense you're going to get your bank backed up. But if they've got zero interest and you've got to buy a new car, I mean, it looks like to me the best sellers around are not given that zero interest. Not all the manufacturers are given zero interest. The best cars built are not given it. Yes, they're they're trying to give some rebate. Yes, they're trying to do some incentives, but not the big unbelievable deals. They're not they're not backing it up with that. Why? Because they got good cars at good prices and they said we're going to wait this deal out. But I'm telling you these 50, 60, 80,000 dollar trucks, we're going to see abundance of those and no telling what they're worth. I watched lots of Diesel trucks go through the auction the last two weeks, and nobody trying to buy them. Hey, high-dollar Mercedes, BMWs, Jaguars. That Jaguar I talked about. You know what I mean? Hello, Raven. And so, James, and so, I mean, what? I saw these cars go through there. So now we're going to, are we going to get practical? Are we going to look, see what's productive? Are you productive? Are you productive in, in your decision-making? That's the key, you know. Uh, he casts disease, and the Bible says the end of a matter is better than the beginning. Patience is uh, better than pride. You know, to finish what we start is hard work, wise guidance, self-discipline, and patience. I mean, anyone with a vision can start a big project, but the vision without wisdom will result in unfinished projects and goals. What is your goal? How much money do you have and how do you want to use it? How do you want to be productive? What do you want to do with it? Do you want to make it work or do you want it to lose? Vehicles are temporary. I keep telling you, it really, they're temporary. I mean, you remember that new shiny truck you had that you gave 50000 for and you thought it was a Mac Daddy of the, of the universe and now it's worth 15000 or maybe at less today? I don't know. Man, I won't tell you, the market is hard to figure. It's, I've, I've got a vehicle the other day called to me, and I didn't know what it's worth. And I called four or five other people. Nobody wanted it. The it, business has stopped. Uh, the independent dealers, the big ones that's got a lot of inventory, are backing up their bids on the street. They're saying 40% behind what they were two months ago. So they're, they're figuring on the, on the vehicles. Of course, now we've got to play catch-up. So if you're sitting on 2,000 units and you got to play catch-up, well, you got to steal the ones that's coming in. you got to buy them a lot cheaper to average out those others. So if they got 26, 2,800 cars sitting there, they got to buy something cheaper to average them all out. New market, old market. We're on a new market. If they own that car in the last 60 days, they're on the old market. But how much can they lose? The problem is if, it, if they've got all the money barred against the car and they don't have any money in the bank, they can't take a loss. So you, are you going to pay for their mistake or their misfortune? Are you, you've got to wait to see what this, how this market shakes out. It's going to come up someday a little, but I don't believe it's going to get back there for a year. I don't think we're going to see a strong maybe a year, maybe two. Maybe these maybe these auctions understand that with all these forecasters. Maybe the manufacturers, they all know more than I know. And I know they're dumping, they're liquidating, they're cutting people, they're cutting expenses, uh, they're trying to get rid of their inventory. Are you going to step on that trap? It's up to you. If you got half the money down, hello, Dale, uh, Lewis, if you got half the money down, take my advice and do whatever your little heart desires. It's your money. You spend it the way you want to. But I'd rather you be prepared mentally, physically, understanding everything, understanding what you're doing, understanding your budget, your needs, your lifestyle, and maybe the future. What, what, what are we looking at next? 
I'm glad we got Trump. He's doing a great job. I'm glad we don't have Hillary because I guarantee if we had Hillary, we'd be in sad shape. We'd have one world money, one world government, and we'd be in a train wreck. But, I mean, I don't want you in that train wreck. I'll go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. Hey, look at your credit. Look at your credit score. See what you deserve. You know, get that, clean it up. Get it built up as high as you can so you you have to borrow money at the lowest interest rate you're going you're going to see zero interest rate because these banks the feds dropped it down to zero so ain't it fun don't you want to loan money at even money and take a gamble you're going to get it back especially in the what's going on now this market crash this market change really i mean are you excited about loaning money out at zero interest what what is the banks are trying to do? How do they make money at zero? And next will be negative. Who knows? I mean, you know, they don't care. Hey, there was a bank two little over two weeks ago needed five hundred billion to stay afloat. That was in Wall Street Journal. That's not Randy's Journal. Wall Street Journal. So, I want you to think about the end of a matter is better than the beginning. The end is when you paid off. The, when you really own it, not the bank owns it, not the credit union owns it, when you own it. And right now, we need patience is better than pride. We we need to take our time. We need to spend a little effort. A little effort will save you a little money. A big effort will save you a lot of money. So you, I want you to really study on what what you're doing because I'm going to tell you something. If the if the manufacturers have get, gets their way with you, They'll put you in debtor's prison behind a steering wheel that you may not like very long. That end-of-the-month payment when there's nothing left, or you short on the money, and you can't go back to the dealership and ask them for the help. You know, things are going to get tight. Things are going to change. Are you prepared mainly physically and spiritually for a battle for your budget, for your money, when you walk into those dealerships? That's the key. Where is it in your life? What are you spending up? What? Who are you helping? Who you're influencing? You know, I the best kind of car is a paid for car. Think about that. I, I, so many people get through making payments on a vehicle, and they think just because they're not making payments, it's time to buy a new vehicle. I was talking to a gentleman not long ago. He had a twelve model. It finally got it paid off. I mean, that seven year note, and so he got it paid off, and he. I said, well, what should I buy next? I said, how many miles on your car? Hello, Stephanie and Stephen. Uh, Dale, he said, 50,000. I said, so you got a 12 model with 50,000 miles on it. Won't you make payments to yourself if you just got to make payments? Put the money in the bank. Don't touch it. Make payments to yourself. You just you don't have to have a payment to make yourself feel good. I don't see. But this guy, he thinks he needs to uh, to do something. That way, I mean, it's crazy to me. I, I want you to make the right decisions. I want you to be the person you want to be. You know, I mean, uh, think about your attitude. Think about your, you know, what knowledge you have. The If you got knowledge, but the knowledge comes easy to the discerning. Why? Because they know right from wrong. Hello, Michael. They know right from wrong. Do you know right from wrong? Do you understand your budget? Do you need help there? Can you ask for help? I know that it's tough for men to ask for help. Sometimes we just got to. That's that's just the way it is. You know, and I don't know it all. And I I like listening to smart people. That's why I study so hard on certain people and, and you know, the people that don't seem to be doing it right, I'm I'm sorry. I I don't need their advice. I'll listen to it, but I won't argue with it. Hello, Jody. And I don't want to argue with it. I want to be right. I want to be the best person I can be. I want to give the right advice. And lots of times the right advice is just shut up and listen to them, not not saying nothing. I mean, and some people, I can't change their mind. I It's amazing to me when I got on radio and started teaching and know the system and, and know it's right. And, you know, and probably 90% of the people thank me and said they've learned so much and they've improved their purchasing. But that 10%, I often talk about an account manager I have at another radio station, goes and buys a SS Camaro with four kids. SS Camaro with four kids. Now, why in the world 
Do you buy an SS Camaro with four kids with four car seats? No, they're not big enough to sit nowhere. They got to have a car seat. So I mean, you got to buckle up three in that little bitty back seat, I guess. And he was on the. They they made him hold my hand. They didn't trust me. They don't trust any car dealers. I don't blame them. Anyway, they made him come in and do a radio show with me for two months because they didn't trust him. Trust me. And so then he listens to for two months, and he goes out and buys a new SS Camaro. Well, you know, son, it's your own darn fault. That's what my dad used to tell me. Yeah, that's, you know, and, and then the payments kept coming in and coming in, and the insurance is there, and every, the upkeep and the maintenance. Then he, every once in a while, he asked me, well, what will my car bring? You know, he's curious about what it's worth. I mean, so are you curious about what your car's worth? I, it's hey, I'm gonna tell you, it's it's crazy right now. There's no expert out there that knows exactly what they're worth. I used to get real close to them. I knew what cars would bring. I knew what to give for them. But right now, I, I'm a little mixed up. I know what I want to give, but I don't know what it'll bring. I think I know what the market is, but I'm not sure. But you know what? Maybe the Holy Spirit will come in there, and I, maybe I need to work a little harder on myself, examine myself and work on spiritually how to be prepared for what's going on in this world today. Are you spiritually ready? Are you, you know, are you, hey, this virus can be deadly. Are you ready for that? Have you, have you committed yourself? You know, I'm a blessed man. I know 18 people who medical society said they were dead. 18. And they said, you know, they're dead. And two of them went to hell. And they're all living today. Well, one of them passed away uh, after serving the Lord for 10 years. But two of them went to hell. Sixteen went to heaven. Those two that went to hell, I mean, they lived that hell. Uh, This man, Ricky Ball, he's passed now because he did way too many drugs, way too much alcohol, way too many many miles. And he, he died at the age of 70, you know. But... I'm going to tell you, first time I heard his testimony, I thought he was a phony. And I said, I've got a good memory. I'm going to remember every part about this time. He was coming to my Bible study. Second time he, t- he gave his testimony, I said, you know what? He's got a pretty good memory. About six months later, he gave third time I heard his testimony. I thought, wow. The fourth time I heard his testimony, I cried with him because I know that he went to hell. His life changed from a drug dealer and a bad, bad dude with a super bad reputation, did unbelievable things. And when he went to hell, he came back. He decided to serve the Lord, and he did for 10 years before he passed. You know, the the other gentleman, same way, his life changed. You know, but the, the sixth thing that had died, the Spirit of the Lord was with him. And it was amazing how similar all the stories, and I got each one of them I talked at different times and different opportunities. But you know what? What I'm talking about right now, you're receiving. My body feels 71, but my spirit feels 20. And so where is your spirit going to be? It's going to live forever. That's When preachers tell you they're going, you're going to live forever, and you think, man, this body don't feel like it's going to live forever. Are you prepared? Are you prepared to die? I just went through triple bypass uh, 15 months ago. I'm cutting up with everybody on the on the operating table, and the, the surgeon said, why are you at peace, Randy? I mean, you're cutting up with everybody. I've never had anybody in this kind of mood that we're about to split the chest open. I said, hey, Doc, here's the deal. I'm either going to wake up here fixed or I'm going to wake up in heaven. I'm ready either way. Let's go. Well, that spirit is living forever in you. What your, your spirit's 20 or whatever age you feel like mentally, but your body may not feel that way. So this is an opportunity to know where you're going when you pass. We don't know who's going to catch the virus. We don't know who's going to be living. I mean, there's all kinds of wild stories out there. You know, 200,000 people are going to die. Millions of people are going to die. You know, but I mean, are you prepared? Uh, we all got to get ready for this earth and for heaven, mentally, physically, spiritually. And uh, if you're mentally ready, spiritually ready, 
You got joy. You got peace. You can handle these problems. You can handle these bumps in the road. And I want you to be prepared for it. We've got to take this and be prepared. Were you prepared for it? I wasn't prepared for it. I never saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. But, you know, it's time now to understand where you're going to spend the rest of your life, where your spirit's going to live for the rest of your life. I can tell you the 16 people, every one of their stories, unbelievable, you know. And one someday I may tell you about a guy that I on an airplane and I told to a guy that was working for me the next day, and the same experience, near-death experience, happened to both of them. One of them was dead on the operating table. The other one was dead in a car accident. And they had the exact same experience. And when I told it to the guy uh, that was working for me, you should have seen him go to shaking, sweating, bullets and all. It really happened to him. Well, God bless you. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. I hope you understand. Please give me a call if you have any questions. 830-708-4789. Next week, we'll talk about Eastern. We're going to talk about where the market is. What maybe I can get some insight from the big auctions from from a lot of people, uh, the manufacturers, the new car dealers. There's a lot of stuff going on. People are still vying for your budget, your dollar, your money. But you need to be in the word, in the word. Hey, we can't go to church, but they're on TV, they're online. Hey, spend some time with the Lord and your family. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio. Hey, 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness to mother father or spouse forgive everybody get rid of that baggage walk away from it hey love is the greatest motivator in the world love somebody love yourself god bless you Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.